Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. I'm so excited to be talking to James <laughs> Kenneth Cole that, you know, I, I didn't want to wait for my own intro. I am Clarissa Montero. Hello, James. Hi, afternoon. Good afternoon. We've been talking cats. Yes, we have. But that's not what you do for a living. No, I don't. Uh, I actually am an executive search. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm a headhunter by right. profession. You're, you're a headhunter by profession, and mm. you specialize in creative uh, industry. Yeah, pretty much uh, roles in the marketing, communication, creative, digital, mm-hmm. uh, media, branding. So if my boss gets fed up with me here, I, I come and see you. can. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the challenges that you have faced in the last couple of years, social media, disruption, all that stuff, yeah. what's changed in your role? In terms of professionally, mm-hmm. I think what has changed really is the speed because you, I mean, you can't take away uh, the human uh, aspect of assessing talent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got LinkedIn, yes, you've got social media and stuff. It just makes things, everybody has access to information. So you just have to be really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to sift through a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. you can't take away the human interaction that, that needs to be done. And what do you look for? Oh, depending on what role that I'm searching for. Okay, what makes a fantastic marketing person these days? Uh, I think someone that gets, uh, understands technology. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I won't say digital, but just technology. Right. Because everything has changed. Uh, and marketing is not so simple anymore. So right. you talk about experiential, you talk about digital, you talk about shopper. There's so many things going on in marketing. And that marketing head really needs to understand more than just the four Ps. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that Actually, we all learn in school. I'm not 20. <laughs> and for some reason, that's come up quite a bit this week. I'm not 20. And when I started working, one of my first jobs was in marketing. It was very easy back then. There was no internet. Yes, mm. I'm that old. There was no internet. Um, one of the best ways to reach potential clients were pamphlets yes. and on-ground activations. Yes. Because you didn't have the internet. It wasn't immediate. When, yeah. you, when you talked to a magazine, it was a three-month lead time. Yeah. So you didn't have to work quite so fast, right? Yeah. It's not like I need to respond to you like but in the next immediately. hour yes. yeah. or else. Yes. Uh, that's an opportunity lost, right? Yes. Do you think that when, when you deal with older marketing professionals, mm. that is a, cha- a bigger challenge for them than the younger marketing professionals? In terms of what? When in terms of that mindset shift that it is now, it is today, it is, you know, last five minutes and I, I or have think, they changed with the times? I think they have. Uh, there's some that do get it. Uh, it's a little bit challenging because different organizations set up their marketing uh, departments very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the better marketers would hire where they're deficient in, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, you can talk the talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can't walk the walk, then you better make sure that your team at least can walk the walk with you. Right. You know, uh, so I think it's it's a team effort uh, and you need to have just the right people. Again, different organizations set up their marketing departments different. So, so some will put digital on a site, some will incorporate digital as part of it. And sure. now the buzzword with every industry, anything from finance to FMCG, it's all about digital transformation. Sure. You know, uh, you hear to that digital even first. Yes, <laughs> even in broadcast, you yes, know, everything is, you know, digital, digital. But I think the digital has always been around. I think what's more important is the underlying aspect of 
technology. Mm-hmm. So that can encompass digital, but other stuff as well. And is that more of a challenge for somebody in their mid forties to to get a handle on? The, I think the whole technology part of it. I'm I'm in in your era. <laughs> yeah, and you know when we started out, yes, it was the, we were still have. indoors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for us, Facebook is digital. You know, but the youngsters like, oh, those are for old folks. Yeah, old folks use yeah, Facebook. No, not us. Um, but I I think it's. It's not difficult, but I think as human beings, as you get older, you're more resistant to change, mm-hmm. uh, and learning becomes a little bit more challenging. Sure, because I mean, it's just human nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and technology moves so quickly that to keep up with that, mm-hmm. you really need to grow up in 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 that area and really be plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. if, if you're not plugged in as much, mm-hmm. then you make sure you uh, get people that do or at least be open to it and don't be resistant to change. Do you still find people who are resistant to how big of a deal or how big a component technology is within marketing? Um, what do you mean by that? Okay. Somebody comes in and they're a potential candidate. Yeah. And they're great at what they do. They've got a yeah. great resume. But they're still a bit... Well, okay, I won't use the word suspicious because they might have been suspicious 10 years ago, but not not anymore. But they're still a bit resistant to this whole, why do I need to be that savvy with the technology and the social media platforms? And right. the, I'll just hire some young person to handle that aspect. And they're not really as conversant ever. Right. Would you still recommend them for a job? Or I think if they come across that way, mm-hmm. then I might not because it's it's the attitude Mm. Uh, of how that comes across. It's like, I don't need to know um, and I don't want to know and I'll get someone else to do it. So mm-hmm. then if someone else does it, then my boss doesn't even want to try and be open and learn. So what, what can I learn from him sure. or her? Right? So I think it is, if that comes across in, in that way, mm-hmm. then no, because you can't think that way. You know, even you may not have grown up in the technology age or digital age, but you at least must take steps to want to learn about it, you know, and, mm. and not just be completely divorced of it. Yeah. Because otherwise you can't function in the new world. Well, you, you certainly can't grow if you're yeah. resisting, resisting changing yeah. and learning new things. That's Absolutely. for sure. I mean, I came late to broadcast. I was something completely different. No, you sang. Uh, yes, I sang. <laughs> I didn't really need to know how to work a computer to do that. <laughs> So when I came into broadcast and there was so much to learn and, and everything about broadcast is technology now. Yes. It isn't about being able to play a CD. It's about being able to put that music into a digital format, to put it out in a, in a digital program that runs radio. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's the ability to program that program mm-hmm. to run radio. And it was, it was a very steep learning curve for me. But I found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there was learning, there was new yes. challenge, there was how many different ways can this go wrong? <laughs> and how do I minimize that happening? So that was that was fascinating to me. So I find it very difficult when when I'm talking to friends of my age group right. who poo-poo the whole technology thing and social, you know, when social media came out, it's like, oh, that's not a marketing tool, that's that's kids talking to each other. I, f- I found it astounding that they were in that mindset. But if you look at it, I mean, uh, digital spends are increasing, mm-hmm. you know, and the 
general like above the line budgets for most brands are decreasing because everything's going either into social media or digital platforms and stuff. Because one thing about digital and social is if you get it right, you can touch the consumers at that point and be relevant for them and to them because you're like having a dialogue. So if you are marketing, you said creative industries, you're marketing, you're advertising? Advertising, yep. So how does advertising change with the advent of social media and, and the digital age? Well, I mean, now you've, you've got the rise of uh, digital agencies like, mm-hmm. you know, RGA, digital, they're all coming up. So mm-hmm. it's changed in a, in a way where you still talk about brands, you still need to be able to tell the story. Uh, but it's not so much, you have to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. You have to go a bit more deeper because in the past, in the 80s, maybe one could say, oh, yes, you know, spend 500000 and do a 30-second TVC, mm. you know, and it's all about brand building and exposure and stuff. But you can't do that now. You can't use exposure. As no a- more, you know, because the market is now um, are accountable, like for every dollar that they spend, they go, okay, so have we increase sales mm-hmm. or have we drive acquisitions or what? and it's trackable it's yes. so easy to track it's Absolutely. like okay so we did this ad campaign say right. on radio tell me how many people actually listen to it yeah and and you can track it how yep. many people on digital how many people on free to air radio how many people in their cars you know it's it's actually all trackable yeah and so, that's actually frightening to me <laughs> that it is so trackable so it's changed in a way it's gone deeper mm. a lot deeper so you can't be superficial anymore mm. you, yes you can still talk about the brand and stuff but you really need to understand the channels and then reach people one on one okay so we've been talking about what you do yes now when you push away from your desk and you yes. head home yes. you are a uh, i'm a father to three cats <laughs> <laughs> Now tell me how they rule your lives at home. Uh, your lives, because you have more than one life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> so if seven, I've got twenty-one. I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, they they are the bosses. You know, we talk about cats and dogs. Uh, I think cats to where where they're our masters versus the other way around with dogs, um, but they're lovely. I actually have have a, a magnet on my fridge my mom bought going back 20 years that says dogs have owners, cats have staff. Yes. <laughs> so true. And so true. Do you feel like staff? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> but I'm quite blessed. I've got three cats. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, Russian blue, a Scottish foal and a mancoon. Uh, the Scottish foal is truly a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very blessed with the Russian uh, blue because he's like a dog trapped in a cat's body. Mm-hmm. So I get the best of both worlds. Right. Uh, the mancoon's really young. So he's only about two and a half months old. He's so adorable. Still, you he's said, a kitten. You know, I asked, I, I joke about this, but it's true. I asked for your bio and you sent me pictures of your cats. <laughs> Well, you said you wanted to talk about cats, so I, I do. <laughs> I do. I do want to talk about your cats. So you say that your Russian blue is yes. like a dog. In yes. what way? He follows me around wherever I I go. You know, to the toilet. You know, wash clothes or whatever. He's just next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he never leaves me alone in that way. And he adores uh, you, right? Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> You hope so. I hope so. I don't do cat language, but I would like to think so. <laughs> well, I, one of the things that, and, and I address this with Cat Welfare Society as well, there's a huge 
misconception about cats. They're very standoffish. They 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 can get violence. Mm. They, you know, a lot of people have very strange ideas. I know a lot of my girlfriends when I was a teenager because I love cats. Mm. Wouldn't come to my house because I had a cat, because they were terrified of them. Could it be because of scary movies and horror movies always? Have I have cats? no idea whether it was that or you know the witch and the cat and the broom. Um, I'm not sure. I I I but I know that there is a yeah. huge misconception about cats. So what yeah. can we do to convince more people that cats are not these? You know, scary, dirty, whatever creatures uh, that they think they are. Just go to YouTube. There's dozens of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on cats. I, I was once a dog. I mean, I just love dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think cats, again, depending on your lifestyle. Sure. Uh, Dogs are a little bit more needy because mm. you need to walk them. Oh, you just started a fight with dog owners. You know Ooh. that, right? <laughs> well, I did say I, I I love dogs as well, but I became a cat person just because of my lifestyle and and time with work and stuff. I'm pretty independent. So I like cats because, you know, you, you just feed them. They can poo on their own and you don't really need much Actually, time. Actually, it's one of the arguments I have used with a lot of my friends who are professionals. They travel a lot yeah. for business. And they have dogs, and they're like they're always concerned about having to put the dog in, in kennels yes. and whatever. And I've always said, then get a cat. You know, I'm not saying give up your dog, but you know, <laughs> when, when the day comes when that dog goes, don't replace the dog. Get, <laughs> get a, a cat. cat. <laughs> um, and it's true because there was a point in my life where I was traveling a lot. Yeah. I, I was hardly ever at home. My parents used to say, "Well, welcome home to you know Hotel Montero." <laughs> um, and. When you're in that situation, even if if you are a pet lover, mm. you, you can't do a dog because it's not fair to a dog. Yeah, but a cat doesn't care. Yeah, yeah you know, you, as long gone, as it's got food and there's got a a, a little box, uh, they've got a little box. They've got the food. The the fine. water is on. You yeah. know, it's it's there. They they'll do just fine. Yeah. Um, they they're very self reliant and self sufficient. Yeah, because they'll give you attitude when you come home. Yes, but it's also quite. Uh, People think that cats, like I started with having one cat, and then I thought that the cat needed company, mm-hmm. so I got another cat. Right? Uh, that didn't work out so well. Right? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took me two years before I could actually pet the other cat because in front of the first cat, just the other cat was just terrified of the first cat because mm-hmm. he was alpha cat, and mm-hmm. whenever. And which uh, one was this? The Scottish Fold. Uh, the Scottish Fold was the second. Uh-huh. So M- Milu, who's the Russian Blue, he's the the Alpha Cat. So he's still the Alpha Cat. He's still the Alpha Cat. Yeah. So he would, I don't know, just cat language wouldn't allow uh, the Scottish Fold near me. So for two years, and I thought, you know, they would play. I said, now they do, but it's it's. It's co- it's a misconception that cats actually do need another cat. They mm-hmm. actually prefer being on their own. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. they don't need a that lot of cats true. around them. Dogs, dogs can, on dogs the other hand. Dogs could use the company. Yes. Cats are just fine on yeah. their own. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, in many cases, the cats prefer it. Correct. The cat that I rescue, who rescued, who lives with us now, um, part of the reason I chose to rescue him was because when I went to the, RSP, uh, the SPCA, yep. they said, we can't, This no one wants to adopt this one. And he'd been there for over a year because... If they had another animal, uh, um, you couldn't you couldn't bring him home. He he would fight with everyone in the cattery. He he would had to be on his own, mm. so he had to be the only cat, and that's that's fine with him that he's the only cat. So when I brought home these dogs that I now have, there she's like, 
what? <laughs> what are these things? And he has very clearly shown the dogs. His boss. Who's boss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's him. So, so yeah, it, you know, it's like, I, I, I think that the most important takeaway mm. about cats is you, you don't need more than one. No. They make fantastic pets. Yes, they do. Um, and if you're lucky, they are a dog trapped in a cat's body. Then you get the best of both worlds. Which is every Maine Coon I've ever met. Uh, I can't wait for him to grow up because he's going to be ginormous. <laughs> yes, he is going to be ginormous. And you know, the one thing that they say about Maine Coons is they don't like to be held. Ah, okay. D- has anybody told you that? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but it's not true. Okay. It depends on how you bring them up. Because okay. I had four Maine Coons in my house at one point. Okay. Um, and everyone was warning us, you, you can't. And so the, the father Maine Coon of, of the kittens was that way. I couldn't pick him up. Right. He wouldn't have that. Right. He'd sit on my lap, but I couldn't hold, hold him. him. But the babies were babies. Okay. I could carry them. I could, you know, basically hold them upside down and everything, and they're fine. So you got to start early. Lee. Okay, good. I'm, that's, I'm glad that's I've got the kitten then. Maine Coon so. <laughs> mommy advice right there. <laughs> Will do. All right, thank you so much for coming and talking no, to us. Thank you for having me. Next time you come, bring cats. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. James Kenneth Cole. Headhunter for the creative industry. You're on Money FM 89.3.